Good evening and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. Welcome back, Adam and Johnny. I've just realised it must be quite cold in my flat because every time I'm talking, there's a fog of fog of smoke and mist. I've got my tea as well. So obviously I'm radiating heat and warmth because I'm feeling warm. It's festive. It's Christmassy. We're getting into that period now. And it means that only the football season is heating up as well. There's steam coming out of people's ears and maybe in one particular case, with one particular player, that is the bad boy, Patrick Mahomes. He's got a different shade about him this week, Johnny. It was a very interesting game between the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, we're talking about the Bills win 2017. And of course, that offensive offside call with Kadarius Tony, where there was a throw, a trick play from Kelsey to Tony. He won in the touchdown. They'd won the game 27 to 20. But it was not to be because Kadarius Tony was offside, or was he not offside, Johnny? Um, it's been a big topic of discussion, a heated debate amongst the pundits and the fans and the players and the coaches. Apparently, um, what's your take on the game in full? Yeah, I think it was a, a, a bit of a classic Bills Chiefs game, wasn't it? And uh, mm. plenty of storylines that have come off it. Probably, you know, it wasn't necessarily the the best game that you know that we've seen between the two teams from over the years but um yeah certainly one of the more dramatic in terms of uh, talking points i mean there's no question that tony was offside on that that play i think it was clear and obvious um and you know obviously the reaction from mahomes some of the other players uh, andy reed as well i think you know <laughs> It's you know the, the the mantra that the Chiefs have had a lot of help from the referees this season uh, going going against them. Um, there was plenty of calls as obviously as a Jets fan, plenty of calls that went against the Jets in favour of the Chiefs um, uh, when we played back um, back earlier in the season. Um, so I was I was quite uh, smug seeing the um, yeah something go against them. Um, I think in terms of Mahomes' reaction, I think that's one of the, the other big big things has been, you know, the the outbursts in terms of a lack of sportsmanship, um, you know, obviously frustration from Mahomes. I actually really like it. It shows that, you know, his emotion, um, um, it shows that he, he cares despite, you know, having won, you know, a handful of rings already, that he's still desperate to, 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 to get, you know, his side back on track. He's obviously frustrated by the way the team's playing, particularly uh, the offense. The, the the offensive weapons really haven't been up to scratch. Um, if Travis Kelsey goes down, then then, then you know that's that's it. I think for for their season. But I really wouldn't bet against Mahomes just yet. Um, it's been it's been difficult, and they are in danger. Um, and you know, obviously they're they're, they're not really going. I don't think going to get the one seed, are they? Um, so you know, an away playoff game. Is where it really comes to to, to test for Mahomes, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I am yeah slightly excited. I think about the potential for the Chiefs um, as a reactionary from 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 this game. But yeah, so many talking points, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Adam will have a completely different opinion to me. I mean, I, like you said, there's loads of talking points. Like, there's so many questions in my head that I like want to give you, but I don't really know what order to do them, Adam. I mean, the clo- it's, it was a very close matchup. I mean, when you look at the stats, I mean, 346 total offensive yards to KC to 327 Buffalo. Not exactly like the highest scoring game of the Chiefs Rams once upon a time, but none of, neither of these two teams are in that position at the minute. They're both teams sort of struggled um, and had their struggles throughout the weeks. And I mean, like, does this thing with Mahomes deflect from a game that 
could have been a high score over. It was more of a closer contest than maybe each team wanted. And because because this has happened now, the microscope is just completely all under this, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to the scoring, the Chiefs have been pretty poor for quite a bit of the season when it comes to the amount of points they put up. I mean, they're not the sort of, you know, it's a different team to the one that Mahomes, when he first came in and what he's been uh, with the Chiefs when they've won Super Bowls or got to Super Bowls. And, you know, it's just it's just different to what it what it has been. I think the biggest issue with that is the offensive weapons that he has. I mean, clearly they're just not very good. I mean, that is the problem. He's got Travis Kelsey, who has been good all of his career. Rishi Rice has been great. And um, Isaiah Pacheco has been great. But Pacheco obviously missed the game on Sunday through injury. Uh, Rice, again, showed how good he is. He's going to, I think, in time, he could be an elite wide receiver in, in this league. But the others just don't have it. I mean, you know... Green Bay fans, so I know more than enough about MBS and like it, it's just it doesn't, he's not quite got it when it comes to the elite of the elite and that's the problem um, you know Sky Moore hasn't really done a great deal Justin Watson has dipped in and out it, it just kind of feels that he's missing he's just missing enough people he can't do everything himself and missing miss Tyreek a little bit? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you could argue that, but then they went and won a Super Bowl without him. So, I mean, it's it's a difficult one. But, yes, it is. he could do with that weapon. He's basically got a budget version with MBS, and, and that's that's obviously something that it is a difference maker. So, you know, having Tyreek on there would be amazing for him, obviously. But it's just, you know, your team is the sum of all parts. And unfortunately, on that offense, they really need to go hard in the draft on that offense in order to be able to bring themselves back up again because other teams are starting to take over again. Hmm. It's interesting you say that because when I look at the um, receiving numbers, both Kelsey and Rice had 10 targets. After that, it was a massive drop off to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's a running back with four targets. Kadarius Tony with four targets. MVS with four targets. I mean, it, it screams a little bit of predictability, doesn't it, Johnny? And uh, it, it's tough when you've been so good for so long and the target is on your back. Teams will know how to play against you. It's just, obviously, players like Patrick Mahomes, it's hard to play against talent like that, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah, I, th- I think it does all come down to, to quality. Um, obviously, we've mentioned Rice, who, um, yeah, I think has been obviously the, the, the standout um, in that group. But we've seen, you know, MBS um, has declined. Other rookie receivers really haven't got the, the ball going. And Travis Kelsey was, was was injured at the start of year and, and probably isn't still playing at 100%. And that makes a huge difference because he's, he's you know, a top five weapon in this league still at the age of, what, 34. Um and without 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 him, um, yeah, it, it's a real concern for the Chiefs. Um, that is my my biggest worry is is if Kelsey picks up um, uh, an injury or you know isn't isn't a hundred percent flying. You know when they get to the playoffs, I don't I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs. I still think you know with Patrick Mahomes. I said it you know about the Bills a few weeks ago um, that you know with a with a with a top five quarterback in this case the best quarterback in the league. Yes, he's having a down year, but you know it only takes moments and, and big games for, for for players to step up. The Bills have put themselves in, you know, a position where a few weeks ago they they weren't um, 
um, you know, in a, in a spot to, to to get a playoff berth. Yeah, it seems unlikely now, but yeah, they can go on, a, you know, a bit of a run. And I think the same could happen with the Chiefs. They just need, I think, this sort of this sort of game. You know, obviously it's it's bad that they've lost, but if they can come out of it with a a bit of a reaction and a, a bit of a get back game, um, you know, I want to see that that frustration from Mahomes come out in his in his next mm-hmm. game. Um, and yeah, I see him throw for three hundred plus yards. Um, you know, a fair few touchdowns. Um, yeah, I, I I'm not worried about the yeah they've got the Patriots um, next week. So yeah, or okay, they're coming off a, a, a win, but. They're not a team um, that I think can 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 challenge Kansas City. So, yeah, I'm really expecting a big big um, get back game. But um, yeah, I, I, I just yeah, they do need to improve in in the weaponry if they get to the player. Can they? I'm not sure who is available, but could they sneak up? You know, a veteran to, to come in and help. Um, yeah, Antonio Antonio Brown's still out there. Can you imagine? Jesus. <laughs> 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 If he's not trying to be the offensive coordinator for Stevens, <laughs> he's definitely available. It, it, it sort of very much reminds me of the whole Everton 10-point reduction thing. You know, they, they have very much reacted after this, their 10-point deduction. And it feels like, yeah, this day it's adversity and will Kansas City need to react well to it. I mean, John, you sort of commented about how you feel about Mahomes with this this thing. Adam, what, what about yourself? Because he, he reacted incredibly angrily on the sideline um he also when he went and saw josh Allen in the middle of the end was very much effing and blinding about the call didn't seem very very congratulatory with each other we've seen quarterbacks do this in the past and the brush changes with the painting every time of is it passion and fire or is it they're just being a crybaby they need to get on with it they get loads of calls all the time yeah i mean i'm not really that bothered if he wants to start effing and blinding and doing whatever he wants to do that's fine it doesn't bother me um i i get why people get annoyed by that sort of thing because obviously it's like the, the theory is is that you get everything that's thrown at you and you just sort of like carry on but it's like it, as johnny said he wants to win you know i mean it's like it, it's it's one of them things where you can't just sort of expect him to be a robot and completely turn himself off and go, oh, well, never mind. You know, it's just not something that that they're able to do because they're, they're just desperate to win. If anything, I just think it shows that he knows that each win is incredibly important for this team in order to be able to get anywhere, that they are struggling and that it's getting more and more important. This is the first time that you've really seen this team under him sort of starting to struggle a little bit on the offense. Mm. And so I do wonder if it's starting to come out a little bit in, in that way. You can't, I, I, I don't have a problem with him sort of like getting frustrated. I, I think you can't go for the refs too much. That's where it be- sort of, it becomes an issue. I think that's a little bit going too far. Um, and you start screaming at refs and, and stuff. like I don't mind him being held back by his players, but when you start sort of like really going in on the refs and, and stuff like that, and even like in the press conference afterwards, it was like it was, you know, he kind of doubled down, and I suppose he kind of felt like he had to. But What, what did, you, what did re- you think about his comments with Travis Kelsey? That that sort of play won't be a highlight in a, what has been a Hall of Fame career for Kelsey, and that damages his his 
credentials for his whole career because that was that was one of the things he did say in the press conference and it was one of the things where I went you're losing me here a little bit buddy I think Travis Kelsey's got more than enough highlights in his career to make sure he ends up in the Hall of Fame I don't think he's going to have an issue with that um when it comes to why he's saying that I I, he's just venting isn't he he's just Mm -hmm. venting off anything he can think of and that's just another thing that he can have a go about. But um, yeah, it's ridiculous. There's no need for that sort of thing. Um, I, there's there's only one place that this anger should be should be placed at, and that's at Kadarius Tony because the man's a buffoon. Clearly, I mean, he just he can't he can't see. He clearly can't. I mean, I it's right down the line. Look the other way. You know, it, it, it's it's ridiculous, and the idea that oh but he did he did ask the ref it's like yes he did if you actually look at the video he did point to the ref to ask if he was okay the problem was is he then stepped forward afterwards that was the problem if he had stayed still that was fine you could see what Rasheed Rice was doing on the other side and it was he's there he goes to the ref and off you go. You know, it's like it's not complicated. And it's like this isn't the first time that Tony's caused, you know, mistakes and, and things like that. And and that's the problem. It, it's that that's where the anger should be directed. But he can't do it publicly, obviously, because then you've basically destroyed the player. So that that that's the real problem. But, yeah, I, I think Travis Kelsey's going to be fine. <laughs> I think, I mean, I agree with you in a, in a lot of them aspects in terms of, and, and with Johnny as well, in terms of it, 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 we want to see our players fired up, we want to see our players win, and we want to, our players to know, you know, how important a win is. And I was never against the, the way Brady reacted on the sideline, because really that's the only sort of person in my front, in the front of my mind, where I remember having these sort of outbursts on the sideline. And and then Aaron Rodgers on the flip side would do their outbursts, and it was you know Tom Brady was the passionate, driven one, and, and Rodgers was the the immature player. And I I always thought it was unfair because I think both teams equally got calls uh, that were maybe favourable to them. And I think the Chiefs have had calls that were favourable to them at times, but I do think there is a way to behave post that. I think the the, the thing with Josh Allen in the middle, I think that's unacceptable. Yeah, I, I think yeah. when you are. Play, play. This is sports in general. You may not like it, but you are under the spotlight. You are, you have, you are in a position where you are influential to a lot of people in the world and a lot of young people as well. And there is a way you do have to behave. You are getting paid X amount of money. Yes, you can be human. I want my sports sportsmen and sportswomen to be human. I want them to be more honest. I hate blanket statements. I hate not answering questions. I like personalities. Personalities make sport fun. But you have to also have a sense of decorum. The Eagles in the Super Bowl had a call against them, and it, it, they massive, and it was a massive talking point, a massive discussion. And the Eagles players, to their credit, were incredibly gracious, and because they because they knew the call was right, they, they may not have liked it at the time, but they knew the call was right. And the big thing I always said about that is that the games are defi- are defined by moments, but at the same time, you need to put yourself in a position to win. And both these incidences. Yes, fans especially may call it we lost the game because of a blown call. No, you, you don't lose a game because of one blown call. You There is a whole 
whole game that you have to play where you have to be at your best and be in a winning position. And if you're and if you're leaving it down to the last minute, then th- there's been more problems in your game plan than just one blown call. This wasn't a blown call. Neither was the Super Bowl. Neither of them calls were blown. They were accurate calls. So I I I I, I like the humanity, the human nature of Mahomes being aggressive and being angry and, and being upset. That's fine. But like Adam said about you know targeting the ref, you, you can't do that. You, you're under the spotlight. That will influence young players in schools and colleges in 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 the US and and over here. That that happens. I see it with football when I used to go watch my little brother play. I'm not saying that my generation of football when I grew up were without their faults. Of course they had their faults and we were equally. But when you're then on the outside looking in, you do see how much influence the professional aspect does have to grassroots things. And I think everyone has to think about that. I do believe. And, and, and that maybe is a little bit deep for this, maybe. But I, I think it is relevant. I think it is true. Um, let's still carry on talking about the Chiefs because this puts them in a really interesting position now. They're eight and five. Um, going into the standings, if they load up for me, that puts them um, top of the division still with the Denver Broncos behind them, seven and six. The LA Chargers have now just lost Justin Herbert for the season at five and eight, the Rays at five and eight. And when we talk about the conference at the minute, yes, they're going through. However, you've got, you have got the Denver Broncos hot on your heels. Do you think it's a moment, Adam, where the Broncos may overtake them? And then if they overtake them and top the division, the Chiefs are then going to come against the Browns, the Steelers, the Colts, the Texans, and the Bengals and the Bills, who are all at seven and six, and uh, the Browns eight and five at the minute, who could be competing for them playoff spots. So I, looking at the fixtures, I think the Broncos have got four games that they can win. They, they are just on a on a run at the moment where they are just playing really well. Russell Wilson is looking like Russell Wilson of old. Sean Payton has got a really good system going on there. We, we've always known they've got a great defence. And actually, I think that maybe there was a couple of guys got traded away, wasn't there, earlier in the season, just before the deadline. And everyone was like, oh, they're tanking, they're tanking because they were like one and five at the time. But I don't know if that just sent a bit of a message to the whole of the Broncos locker room and stuff like that. And just it kind of feels like it's really turned around. And yeah, I mean, they've got to go. They've got to play the Lions, the Patriots, the Chargers and the Raiders. I mean, you know, they, they are four games that are all very winnable. Uh, although the Lions will be tough. I feel like the other three definitely are very winnable. When you look at what the Chiefs have got to play, they've also got to play the Chargers, the Raiders and the Patriots, but they've got to play the Bengals as well. So, I mean, I know that Jake Browning isn't exactly the best quarterback in the world at the moment, but I do feel like the Bengals are are playing okay and potentially the Chiefs are struggling to put up more than 20 points in a game. This is is something that you, you might start seeing that you know, something like the Patriots, that defence has been so good in the last few weeks, could cause them problems. The Bengals' defence is all right, but they have the ability to put up points. I think it would be very close. I could see it going down to the last week, definitely. Yeah, out of the 13 games they've played, they've only gone over 20.6 times, whether win or yep. loss. Um, it, it's definitely very interesting. Do you think the Broncos have what it takes to maybe pip... This Chiefs team, you said earlier, Johnny, that you wouldn't write this Chiefs team off just yet. No, I think the Chiefs 
could probably win out. I think they're playing all these teams to have a, have a backup quarterback technically in at the moment. I think the defense yeah. is is still top five, and you know if if that if if they can you know guide them to um, yeah four wins, then so be it. I um, I'm I'm not worried about the Chiefs in the regular season. It's it's just when it comes to the postseason because we're going to see something that we haven't seen before, where Mahomes goes on the road, has to go somewhere. You know, for example, if he has to go to a place like Miami, it's not as raucous. The 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 home crowd there, obviously, a lot more settled for for Miami. It'd be a lot hotter in Miami than it is in Kansas City. We know how lethal. The um, the Dolphins have been at home. Yes, okay, <laughs> a bit of a stinker yesterday against the Titans, who played very well. That's that's. I, th- I think the Dolphins are the one who are going to cause the Chiefs um, trouble if they meet um, in the playoffs. Um, as for the Broncos, um, yeah, I can I can easily see them sneak into the playoffs. I just I just don't think their start um, has done enough for them to to you know to um, uh, to, to, to pit the Chiefs. I could be completely wrong, um, but I, I just don't see the Chiefs losing a game now um, until the end of the season. Yeah, I, I am in that mindset. So I sort of said on Sunday, well, sorry, on Monday, I said that the Bengals would be the only game I think they could lose out of them three games. Now, but now Herbert's gone down as well uh, for the Chargers. Uh, I, I think... They might. I don't think they will top the division. Um, I think. I think the Broncos may do that, um, but I don't think they then fall out of the playoffs. But I think what has been a, a big, big part of the Kansas City Chiefs' success in the postseason is the home field advantage. Is it is a tough place to go. It's it is famously the loudest stadium in the NFL. That is that is factual. I believe. I believe there was a decibel measurement where they they broke the record for it. And amongst players and ex-players, Jason Bell has been on this podcast a long time ago and said it was. I've said many ex-players in interviews say that the Kansas City Chiefs Stadium Arrowhead it, it is a tough place to go. And I don't know whether I just don't know whether this run, if they're not at home, they play against some strong teams. There are some strong teams in this AFC and they're not putting points on the board. It, it, it could be a real struggle for them. I, I, I would maybe say I'd bow out a little bit of them being in the AFC Championship now, um, just because anything could happen. Um, but it will certainly be very interesting. Now, we'll move on. Uh, for, for the listeners, you won't be able to see us, but you know what I'm going to do. You, and for the visual listeners, you need to start learning this hand gesture and don't worry it's not rude it is a a hand gesture that is is famous amongst it's always sort of i know stereotypically amongst italian folk that do that because there is a certain italian heritage quarterback in the new york area tommy devito brackets actually on pro football reference tommy cutlets which i love um who is leading the way storming the way with this new york giants team um, he has uh, well. I, I, he's been a starter in what one, two, three, four, five games. He's got three wins um, in the last few weeks. Uh, two wins on the bounce um, against um, the New England Patriots and the Green Bay. And yeah, New England Patriots. Yeah, yeah, New England Patriots. And and against uh, your Green Bay Packers as well after beating the Packers twenty four to twenty two in Monday Night Football. Is the tide turning in the New York Giant area, Johnny? If we've got a new 
the, the the second coming of an Eli Manning that people can really believe in with Tommy DeVito, the homegrown hero, the Italian stallion, Tommy Cutlets himself? Quite possibly. I think, you know, obviously the DeVito mania is, um, is completely taken over New York and it's it's it's, uh, it's, it's great to see the, um, yeah, just, just how much positivity he's brought back to a Giants who everyone thought was destined for a top three pick in the NFL draft. Is he the long-term solution? I don't think we've seen enough of him so far. I think what has been a big, um, a noticeable um, um, improvement from the Giants is is their offensive line of the last few weeks. When DeVito started, he was getting sacked left, right, and centre, um, and and now I believe he's you know he you know he's got time to to, to make plays. He's getting a lot of support from. Um, Saquon Barkley, who had a, a great day yesterday. Um, but yeah, long may it continue for uh, Tommy DeVito. I think, you know, he's obviously won that QB2 um, battle with, with with Tara Taylor, who obviously was injured, but, um, um, you know, he's come back. Um, can he can he go on and push Daniel Jones next year? I don't know. I you know, It would be an unbelievable story given, you know, given that Daniel Jones, you know, sounded a huge... Um, uh, contract this this off season, I'm not sure. I don't know where you know the, the Giants is obviously still in playoff con- contention. I don't think they they um, um, they get there, but yeah, they've probably he's, he's you know obviously done done himself. Um, just I'm not sure he's a QB one, but um, but yeah, he's, I'm, I'm I'm sure he'll he'll be in a lot more money in the next few years. Well, Adam, over to you. I mean, he beat your team. I mean, he does it in style with swag. He's got his dad and his agent there doing the gesture. Um, I know, obviously, you run our socials, Adam, but you don't exactly always have your head buried in the sand in social media because social media, he has exploded everywhere on social media. Um, what do you think about him? being? I, I, I mean, he's, he's had a great start. New York loves its hometown heroes. They love something in the media to write about outside of losing. And, and this guy is giving them something to to reinvigorate their franchise a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's been quite surprising, hasn't it? With the, the difference that, you know, after having a few games, he, he really struggled. But the one thing I would say about last night's game is I feel that it might be more of an indictment on our defensive line <laughs> than uh, his ability, shall we say. Uh, you know, he played against Washington, got sacked nine times. The Patriots got sacked six times. We didn't sack him once. So that's um, that probably tells you quite a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, he's based based on the stats and what I've seen. He, he seems quite a functional quarterback. There's There's nothing particularly explosive from him. But at the same time, it's like he... He can be quite consistent. If you give him enough time, you know, in the pocket, then he he can get the ball out accurately and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, in a way, kind of a little bit you like Manning like I Don't the New York Giants love that style of quarterback? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's uh, kind of a bit. I mean, yeah, Daniel Jones, Eli Manning, Tyrod Taylor, you know, yeah. consistent, non-explosive. But actually, got. Yeah. I mean, Eli Manning has now found a personality outside of being in the NFL because he wasn't that <laughs> most personable in the NFL. But obviously, him and Peyton do that fantastic viewing party now. Um, yeah. do, do you think this is a bit of a flash in the pan, or because they'd, they'd be in a position this year to draft a quarterback? Surely. Um. Yeah, I, I think it's 
it's really difficult, isn't it? They've got um, Daniel Jones on this massive contract, which they can get out of um, relatively okay, I think, once you get past 2024. Uh, so it, it's a it's a tough one for them because they're, they're doing that. So it's a case of do you draft one? I don't think they will, personally. I don't think they'll draft one. I The, the owner likes Daniel Jones for some reason i'm not quite sure um but he seems pretty keen on keeping him and i think being able to have a guy like this as your backup who can come in and do this sort of thing is probably an ideal situation for them for another year um you can almost like play out the daniel jones contract to a certain extent and then reload somewhere else but yeah i mean it's i, I think he's a I think solid is probably a nice word for him. He, he, he looks okay. He looks capable, but I, I wouldn't say he's going to be the starter all the time. But, you know, they they love all the, uh, you know, Italian-Americans, don't they, in New York and all that. So it goes, uh, it goes quite well together. So, yeah. I'm all aboard the Italian train, baby. I love it. I, Danny, uh, I keep calling Danny DeVito, which is really funny. Tommy DeVito. Tommy Cutlass. I love it. I've been watching loads of him over social media over the last few, few weeks. And he, he's very he's very funny, very personable. Like the whole agent, how he was dressed is, ob- is obvious. That's so yeah. obvious that it's been obviously staged, but it adds to it. Like anything like it. Like what, what, we've gone from like... Um, Patrick Mahomes, who's had a bad image week, I suppose, to to Tommy DeVito, who's having a very, very positive image time and everyone's very much in, invested in it and finds it really fun. And and I love that. I think um, I, I do think it's a little bit deflecting for the problems that the Giants have. I think people are now more interested about this than they sh- when really should be interesting about the franchise is doing really terribly. They're paying a quarterback who's not very good, a lot of money. They've had good players who are underperformed and there is a lot of problems going into that offseason. But I, I almost feel like this is sort of their Christmas gift in a way. It's sort of distracting them from the woes that this team has had at the start of the season. You can probably see that last season as well, to be honest. No one expected them to go on the run that they did to the players, obviously it's uh, the, the underlying um, qualities behind the roster that was, was um, all the start of this year. But yeah, why not? You know, you're there to win. It's uh, um, yeah, it's a, you know, a good feel, good story. Um, an undrafted QB has, has come in, um, you know, another player who was, yeah, um, quite highly doubted that wasn't going to be good. Turns out this play, you know, is is, is efficient. To, um, yeah, can work the ball well. He protects himself. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing um, uh, Devito. You know, get a decent contract somewhere. Maybe that is in in New York in a penny, and um, yeah, just keep living out a dream. Well, we'll move on to our last, the last subject of the evening, and I, this is uh, something I haven't briefed you on, but it is, I suppose, a, a, a an opening term change. Well, we sort of spoke the other week about how low scoring the NFL has been in the last few weeks, but this week it was sort of a tale of the underdog, really. Like, a lot of the favourites didn't win their games. I mean, uh, the Patriots-Steelers game, people thought uh, Steelers were big favourites in that game, but everyone would have thought Steelers would in that game. They lost to the Patriots 21-18. Um, the Lions beating the Bears. However, the Bears beat the Lions 28-13. to 13. 
Uh, that was a bit of a shock going Colts on a bit of a good run at the minute, losing to the Bengals 34-14. The Browns beat the Jag 31-27 with a with a backup quarterback. Um, the Jets beating the Texans. That was a big one as well. Um I mean, we had one of the worst games in history of three to nothing Vikings Raiders, which um, I'm sure was a great 30 second clip of highlights. Um, we had the Cowboys beating the Eagles, uh, which obviously was probably a close contest than, than it being a big upset, but 33 to 13. The Titans beat the Dolphins 28 to 27. And of course, the Giants beating the Packers 24 to 22. Um, does it just sort of show, Johnny, that, that how competitive this league is, that there is still results going into the back end of the season that, that are very much. It's very much all to play for still. It's still very wide open for, for a lot of these teams to maybe get into the playoffs and and how competitive it is and, and how actually how a season can be changed so much because we always forget in September the weather's all right and everything like that. And then in some places it's getting colder, more dreary. Teams have bad form to good form. Look at the Broncos starting so badly, now doing well. Dolphins starting so brightly have, have tailed off a little bit. Um, what, what, what's your thinking on this? Yeah, absolutely. I think you just hit, hit the nail on the head. I think the competitiveness of, of this league, you know, possibly the most physically demanding. Um, you know, we're seeing the the um, you know some of the best athletes on earth compete. Obviously, you know, they're you know the best um, um, in the world at their positions. It's of course it's going to be com- competitive and teams that are um, you know hitting form. Um, you know, aren't necessarily ones right at the top. I think the Lions have massively regressed, and the Bears, you know, took them at the um, at the right time. They've had injury issues, which you know, across the league, that's having a big impact. Um, but yeah, I think you know, I, I think yeah, I do think the Lions one has probably got the, the biggest talking point because um, because of you know the the differential between the two teams in the the NFC North. We've now got a team. The Bears have got a very, very, very slim chance of making the playoffs, and they obviously, you know, have a lot of question marks on what they're going, what they're going to do in in, in the future, specifically with um, what looks likely to be the the number one overall draft. But the Lions are worried a little bit because it's been a couple of weeks now where we haven't seen the the um, the Lions of the start of the season. Um, Offense just looks a little bit shaky. Jared Goff, I think, has has yeah got just um, yeah he's not in, in great form at the moment. Um, I don't think they're utilising the weapons, which has been a huge talking point throughout the season. Um, but the defense has, has looked really shaky. They're really missing that um, um, uh, McNeil on the defensive line, um, who's a huge um, um, you know part of their defense at the start of the season. Um, and you know the Bears were able to to, to run over them on um, um, on Sunday. So yeah, that they're, they're a team I'm, I'm a little bit worried about. But yeah, I, I, you know I can't remember. That. I think about thirty teams are still statistically and with a chance of making the playoffs this season, which is you know an unbelievable um, uh, thing to say with four games left. So I'm sure there'll be a few more twists and turns. Um, I'm, I'm really un- you know the AFC is just an absolute um, um, you know anyone sort of pick about who, who's going to claim those wildcard spots because um, yeah there are about eight or nine teams realistically vying for um, the wildcard spots so yeah all here, here for it um, can't wait for the rest of the season I can't imagine you're much of an underdog story guy Adam I don't know why I don't feel like you like I don't know you're sort of guy that wanted Ivan two football you're, team you're, you're over sort, here. What are you the, talking you're the, about? You're the sort of guy that wanted Mister T to beat Rocky and Ivan Drago. To, <laughs> that's, that's the sort of guy I can imagine you are. You know, 
No. No. Didn't say that. No. Like I said, no. I support a League Two English football team. How much more underdog do you want me you, to get? You, you support Arsenal, so. That's well, not that's not true. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it is the only. I'm not sure. Is, is are the Patriots out as well? Because the only team that I can work out are the Carolina Panthers, but they're. Yeah, I think the I think yeah, the Patriots yeah. are out. Are they technically out as well? Yeah. All right. And the Forty Niners are now officially in, aren't yeah. they? They're, yeah, they're the only yeah. Thing officially in. Yeah. So, I, I mean, is that everyone else? Still yeah, in? I think everyone else is is in. I, it, like you say, it's very it is very competitive, um, and there's always potential for these teams to sort of work their way up. I mean, the AFC is just ridiculous. It's like it could be any of them, really. I mean, the Bills are currently 11 and they're seven and six. And it just goes to show how strong it is in the AFC, which isn't really anything that we didn't already know. It's like it, it, it is really difficult to, to pick the right ones. The NFC is certainly not quite as good <laughs> when you look at the standings. Um I do agree about the Lions. I think defensively they've struggled a little bit. The only thing I would say is that they have got four games left to play and they're all indoors. So Jared Goff, I think, will be fine <laughs> because of that. Um, and, you know, my Green Bay Packers might just sneak in there and, and get in there as well. But, um, yeah, it's it's very competitive. You don't know exactly who's going to get in. I mean, the idea that you can even talk about teams like the Giants and the Bears, who are both five and eight, but mm. do still have uh, the potential. You know, we've seen that your uh, Italian stallion over in New York has managed to get himself three wins on the trot. Well, if he go, carries on doing it, then um, it, it won't take a lot to get into the playoffs in the NFC. So, yeah, I think... Uh, I think it is very competitive and who knows who's going to end up in there at the moment. It, it's very difficult. I, I think, as you say, the 49ers are definitely in. and The Eagles are definitely the Eagles, in. The Eagles definitely were in. definitely in the Cowboys. But, you know, you look at the AFC, the only one that I would, or the only two that I would definitely come out and say I think they're dead to end up in there are the Ravens and the Dolphins. I, I think once you get past them two, there's so many that it that it could be. I mean, the Jags are only one game ahead of the Colts and and the Texans. And the Texans. Yeah. So you know that's that's really close, and you know the Ravens I think are ahead enough to make sure that they'll win that division. But you look at the Browns and the Steelers. There's only one game between them two. Yeah, mm. it's three, three a back, lot three back of quarterbacks though. There's three backup quarterbacks in that division. So yeah, it's yeah. We're all playing I think I think statistically the cards are out as well because they're on three and ten in their own four in the division, so they could be out as well. Right, okay. Might be twenty nine teams could well be. Yeah, because it's Panthers one and twelve. Cards are three and ten, and then. Patriots three and ten as well. I yeah, I, I it's one of them where it's not all the teams this year have been all that good in a way. You know, that sounds like a bit silly. Like, like there's there's. Well, not is this been... Tom Brady's argument? 
Well, yeah, in a, I don't know, in a way, I suppose. there's there, there hasn't been a team that I would say we all went, they've dominated every week, dominated. Like, the, the, the Eagles and Cowboys might be 10 wins and the Ravens might be 10 wins, but I don't ever think of a... I don't ever think that much about them being a dominating team. I can see any team, especially now the Eagles seem to be tailing off a little bit as well. I I have this thing where I don't, it feels like anyone can beat anyone on their day again. And yet we would have said, never said that really last year about the Chiefs, Eagles. I mean, the, the 49ers are the only team in my brain really, actually, but I, I, I would confidently say we'll go to the Super Bowl. I, don't, I couldn't really confidently say about any of the rest of them. I think I think the 49ers have, have proved it and shown it, and they have the the depth of squad. They've finally got the depth of squad now. I need. I mean, have you seen the stats since like Chase Young has arrived there? Like it was something like they got they started the season with 15 sacks and then 15 sacks and then in three games they got 15 sacks. Not not because not overly maybe because of him, but because they've now got a bit more depth and a bit more someone commenting and they found the form like I, I, that's it's does make it so much do you think it makes it more interesting when it's so open or does it make or is it more fun when your teams are strong really strong i think you always want it to be open don't you really that's that's what you want it's like the more competition you can have the more excitement you get you don't know who's going to win you know that's the whole point i think as as viewers obviously unless you're a fan of the team obviously um you you want to have really competitive games and and see what is a you know see basically who the best ones are that's that's kind of the whole point um i think the 49ers i think you could argue have dominated pretty much the entire season apart from a three-game stretch where they lost trent williams i mean I, i think it's you know that that's the real one really i think he has shown how valuable he is to that team um, I mean, you could argue Debo as well. He's, you know, he's done incredibly well. But I feel like Trent Williams has done a lot. I'd, I'd put something out for the Ravens. I think the Ravens have, have done pretty well and have, have dominated pretty well. Um, you know, they're, they're ten and three, which is the same as the Forty um, ers But I just think they've been very, very solid. Where they've struggled is in division. That that's mm. been their kind of weakness because they've lost two games in division, but. Yeah, I, I think they're a team that are worth mentioning if you're talking about dominating. But I think you you want as many teams that are capable of winning the Super Bowl as possible because it just increases the excitement for the fans as to who's going to win. It feels incredibly similar to our college talk last week, doesn't it, Johnny? In that sense of the teams and yeah. um, that sort of gameplay. And- yeah, I think so. I think so. But yeah, I think the that we've sort of said, I think the beauty of it is, particularly in the AFC, it's just so wide open. And, you know, the Cowboys have have really hit um, uh, some form and, you know, I'm fully expecting that to be the, um, or hoping that that will be the the, the NFC Championship game. Um, They're the only team, I think, that can can stop the, the Niners. Yeah, I, I, I really don't know who's who's going to be um, the AFC team for this year. Um, yeah, you you want to give you know everyone an opportunity, and you know the, this obviously the, we've had this structure the, the playoffs for a few years, which you know an extra team gets in, and and the uh, the buy becomes so important, and I think that's a really good way um, of doing it. Um, you know, you you don't want to expand it any further. I don't think. Um, because 
yeah, because then that's that's when you you will probably see the the gulf in in quality between teams. Um, I'm trying to think of of, of of a playoff game where there was a real you know showing um, disparity between between teams. Obviously, the NFC Championship game last year. Um, you know the, the 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 Eagles ran away with it, but that was because of injuries um, to, the, to to the Niners quarterback. But yeah, I can't. You know, I, I can't think of a, of a a playoff game off the top of my head. I don't know about you. That was an absolute blowout the last few years now. I mean, I think what all teams deserve to be uh, in in a way, and they keep competitive. I remember score lines being a bit heavier. Like I remember the Chiefs Jags last year. That score line being quite heavy in the end. Yeah, but I don't remember watching that game thinking. The Chiefs are going to run away with this, but however, I did what I did watch that game in the casino with Andrew. I'm going to say watch. It was on. <laughs> I don't know overly if I was that in depth with it, but it does make it more exciting. More teams could get in. The Packers, the Jets, and the Steelers could all be in the playoffs, and that would make three very happy podcasters. Um, <laughs> doubtful, very doubtful, but we all live in hope. Um, Adam. Johnny, thank you very much once again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Make sure you check out all our social media and uh, listen to us wherever you are. Um, and we are available on all podcast forms on YouTube. Until then, I hope you enjoy the Christmas period some more. We'll be back very soon and have a great rest of your week.